In a heated conversation between Jamal Bowman and Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jamal shows how uninformed the Democrats actually are when it comes to bo the border and what's really going on in America. Also in the news, Miller Lite goes full woke in an ad that's making the rounds now, celebrating woman, but scolding woman at the same exact time. Also, Joe Biden is caving when it comes to negotiations about the border, but Democrats just want him to use the 14th Amendment because why compromise when you can just use that? All of that and more on this episode of The Demetrius Rujo Show. Facts over facts over tracks isn't that spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. Democrats all watch the same couple of news networks and pretend as if they get the real news. It's not. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, and pretty much every single mainstream cable news network all has the same exact agenda that they are pushing. We on the right in the conservative sphere realize this and don't watch these networks other than just to laugh at them. But here lies the problem. They, Democrats, watch these networks thinking that they are getting the whole story, but in reality they are not even getting half of the story. The week before Title 42 ended, we had about 10,000 immigrants per day going through the border trying to get through it illegally. But, of course, that's not what they reported. Instead, they insisted that the border was safe and that Donald Trump's wall is doing just fine, according to the Republicans. But the wall is just only as good as the people that are securing it. Just like how an alarm for your house is only as good if it alerts the police. Wow. But of course, the mainstream media on the left won't put two and two together. They instead will claim that we have to wait to figure if there is actually a connection or a correlation between these actual things and that I'm actually just a racist if I even want to bring this up in conversation with them. And the people that are walking around the southern border undocumented aren't actually a problem. The truth is that every single country on earth documents their immigrants so they can track and make sure that they are not creating any trouble. The same people that perpetuate this lie that our border is secure have never saw the southern border firsthand and will never even care to at all. Also, at the same exact time these people say that the border is secure also, we'll complain that the media is so divided. It's only divided because of what you knuckleheads are doing to the nation on a big scale. With that being said, let's dig into the headlines of the week. So, moving into the first article, we actually have Miller Lite downplays woke ad following Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Miller Lite launched a marketing campaign for Women's History Month in March that railed against beer ads focused on bimbos or, or, bikinis, or bikinis, but appeared to have made efforts to keep it quiet following the Bud Light's disastrous Dylan Mulvaney tie-up. Miller Lite's Women's History Month campaign, titled Bad Shit to Good Shit, was posted on March 7th pledging to clean up the brand's past if sexist ads objectifying women, instead supporting female brewers by donating fertilizer that they use to grow quality hops. But just two months after the campaign's launch, the video is nowhere to be found on Miller Lite's TikTok, Twitter, or any of the social media accounts. Comments for Instagram posts on the campaign have been disabled with no previous comment publicly visible. The video of an ad on YouTube, meanwhile, is unlisted and doesn't appear on the brand's channel page or in YouTube search results or suggestions. In the bad shit to good shit ad, actress and comedian Eileen Glazer shares a little-known fact that women are just the very first to brew beer ever, which is not true. She continued, centuries later, how did the interesting 
pay homage to the founding mothers of beer, they put us in bikinis. Wow. As she walks through a room plastered with years-old Miller Lite ads filled with women in tight-fitting or barely their clothing, Glazer says it's time beer made it up to women. As of Monday, however, it's the easiest way to view the ad was through the social media posts of critics who were busy roasting it. It was unclear whether the Instagram comment section has been scrubbed or if YouTube post was likely pu publicly before or if the YouTube post was listed publicly before having its privacy settings changed. It also remains unknown if the campaign video was previously posted to Twitter before taken down on, as of Monday. The post could not be found. Bad shit to good shit on Miller Lite's Twitter account. Miller Lite makes Molson Coors defended the campaign in a statement the, po the post made on Monday. Quote, the video was about two things. Warm poop and saying women shouldn't be forced to mud wrestle in order to sell beer. Neither of these things should be remotely controversial, and we hope dr beer drinkers can appreciate the humor and ridiculousness of the video from back in March, a company spokesperson said. Okay, so they're covering themselves up. They're only saying, oh, well, this was only about warm poop. Oh, guys, you're overreacting about this. Oh, please. And you guys don't even have to uh, mud wrestle to sell beer, right? <laughs> it's just a joke. No, it's not just a joke. You put this out because it was Women's History Month in March, and you wanted to show that this company is now woke AF. Now, you, you didn't want to actually come out with a statement if the, if the Bud Light controversy never even happened. Now you're scared because people would start boycotting you and lose you access to millions of dollars. Of course, um, Miller Lite is very, very scared. That's why the spokesperson said, uh-huh, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous video. So why'd you put it out? Why'd you pay actors to do this? Why did you pretend as if this was a good thing? Why? Because you're scared. Let's watch the video here because I, I do find the video just funny because it's just stupid. Um, because of course, nobody has to mud wrestle to sell stuff. They put up an acting call, a role for people to play. If you want to show up in your bikini, you can and sell this beer. If you want to, you can. Nobody's forcing you with a gun to do this. Now, these people returned this request from the from Bud Light and said, okay, yeah, I'll show up in a bikini to sell your beer and then I'll get paid for it. That's what they want to do. So why don't they, why can't they do it? Hmm? You support people doing OnlyFans because that's empowerment. But when you get paid for just being in your bikini and not taking off your bikini to show this beer and sell beer, that's a bad thing now. It doesn't make any sense. Let's watch the video. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. Yeah. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. It wasn't. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. And you know what? Ow. And you know what you did for that? You actually returned that request by showing up to the stage and posing for a picture to be taken of you for money. That's what this woman did to get money. Okay, so you're going to not support her, but you're going to support people on OnlyFans just removing the bikini altogether? Wow. Look at this shit. Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their So she's... So this should be very offensive to this person. She just throws out the picture of the actress in a bikini. Is that not offensive to people? The whole beer industry is 
Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Okay, so how about if we just send you entire accounts on OnlyFans? What would you do with that? Hmm? You would say, oh, well, since this is an OnlyFans, we can't shred this. We're not going to turn this into good shit. We're, we're, we're just going to just keep it online. Like, no, because there's a completely different narrative depending on what you're doing. If you're quote unquote empowering yourself by removing your clothes on OnlyFans by paying, by getting people to pay you to do so, then that's empowerment. But if you're keeping your clothes on and selling beer for a company also getting paid for it, it's a bad thing. So these people that are in the field to do this, they want to be, um, they want to be a model. They want to help sell beard. They want to help um, themselves and their self-esteem by keeping their bikini on just like you would be at the beach just for a beer company now and getting your picture taken. Those people are now without jobs because you're trying to quote unquote empower women. That doesn't make any sense. You got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women because without us, there would be no beer. Okay. Well, yeah, of course, they're very scared about this because this may cost the the company millions of dollars. And I'm not a beer. I'm not a drinker. I mean, I will never be a drinker. I'm eight, I'm 19 right now. Um, and I already know that I'm already just it's not for me. So even if I do turn 21, I'm still not going to drink anything. And it's just helping the cause right now. The, all these woke companies are just helping the cause of people not drink any more beer, not only beer, but all of these other seltzers, all of these other alcohols it's just helping the case just become a non-alcoholic just stop drinking alcohol and we're good okay just so you don't even have to worry about boycotting any brands just assume everyone's woke that's what i like to do now moving into the next article we actually have a daily wire article we have nashville police refuse to release school shooters manifesto citing pending lawsuit of course they just keep using this as excuse as an excuse nashville metro's legal division made the decision that shreds attacks motives at the same as the same body works with democrats to cast shooting as being about guns it's not about guns it's about mental illness just like how every single other thing is about mental illness because mental illness is rampant nashville police have backtracked on plans to release this so-called manifesto of the trans shooter school shooter who last month killed six people including three children citing a pending lawsuit the decision announced wednesday comes amid substantial public pressure to release documents believed to lay out the motive of the 28 year old shooter who was killed by police inside of the Covenant School to end the March 27th attack. Metro Pol Nashville Police Department officials notified the public in a terse ter statement, quote, due to the pending legislation filed this week, the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department has been advised by the council to hold in abs 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 abundance the 
release of records related to the shootings in the Covenant School pending orders or direction of the court, read the statement. Several media outlets, including the Daily Wire, had filed freedom of information requests in an effort to win release of the documents. The requests were denied, authorities citing the, prov the provision that allows them to withhold documents relating to an ongoing case, but late last month, police officials said that they were preparing to make the papers public. So they're actually just sitting here making excuses for themselves because they know that it's going to come out with the exact opposite of what they claim every single day. There's no, on a mainstream scale, there's no real Christians in Catholics that are sitting here killing non-Catholics and non-Christians. Imagine the opposite was to occur. If a Catholic or Christian was to go to a fully trans or the wokes, the wokest school in America and start shooting people just because of that, that manifesto would come out in the same exact hour of that shooting taking place. If there was a manifesto, it would be released the same exact hour. And that there would be widestream, uh, widespread riots and there would be riots, there would be burnings of churches. Oh, this would be bad. But if it's the opposite, if it's a normal, if it's a psych, <laughs> a, um, a psychopath going to a Christian or Catholic school and shooting six kids and teachers, then that's not a mainstream problem at all. And it's not about mental health. It's just, oh, just misunderstanding. It was just, he, he, she was just misunderstood. The legislation cited by the department appeared to refer to the lawsuit filed by Tennessee Firearms Association, TFA, asserting that the police had wrongfully denied its public records request. Ironically, that would mean that the department was refusing to release records because it's being sued for refusing to release wet records. It, see, of course, they're just using this as an excuse, even though the lawsuit would presumably become moot. Saving taxpayers money if the police chief, John Drake, followed through with the pledge he made to Governor Bill Lee. The Covenant school shooting was a tragedy beyond compre comprehension, and Tennesseans need clarity. We've been in touch with the Nashville Police Department, and today, Chief Drake assured me that the documents are, be are in information regarding the shooter will be released to the public very soon. Lee, a Republican, said on April 27th. Now, I do have a watch here, and it is May 19, okay? Why the heck is this still not out? This was 12 days ago, 13 days ago now? What's going on? You need more than two weeks to do this? TFA's lawsuit questioned how they could be op an open case when the perpetrator is dead. Exactly. Respondent's denial failed to identify an underlying criminal proceeding or even a potential defendant, such a, that the requested records would be a case under Rule 16 of the Tennessee Rules of Criminal Procedure. The lawsuit said Tennessee resident Claudia Brewer had also sued over alleged public record violations recording related to the case on April 28th. The killer, who believed she was a man, killed three children and three adults inside of a Christian school during a period where, when transgender activists were in outraged by the actions taken by Tennessee Republican lawmakers. The Daily Wire is not naming the shooter to avoid giving notoriety to killers, since then authorities have, been, have used a shifting series of reasons to delay re releasing any information about the shooter. According to the killer herself, her motive was not a mystery and would be easily dissent asserted by authorities quote one day this will make more sense i've left more than enough evidence behind she told a friend just before the shooting but the metro nashville police department withhold these records metro nashville Depar democrats 
portrayed the cause of the shooting in unambiguous terms. Guns, a police spokesperson, told the Daily Wire that the advice to withhold the documents came from a Metro Law uh, Legal Nashville's Law Department. Neither Metro Law Legal Associates, directors Laura Fox and Wilson Burso, nor Deputy Director Tom Cross provided any, any information about the reasoning in response to Daily Wire's questioning. Um, following the shooting, Justin Jones, a state lawmaker from the Nashville area, joined the protesters to disrupt the proceeding by the state assembly and, and turn it into a demand for gun control. Even shouting in a bullhorn on Capitol floor, he was expelled from the body as a result, but the Metro Council, which was tasked with filing the temporary vacancy, voted to fill it with Jones himself. John I. Harris III, the head of the TFA, told the Daily Wire he is skeptical about the reasoning behind the withholding of documents. Quote, you hate to jump the, to that conclusion that this is a conspiracy, but right now the only answer they've given is there is an ongoing criminal investigation, Harris said. I guess theoretically it could be an investigation into someone who's now deceased, but for what purpose? They are now beyond prosecutorial effort. The Democrat lawmakers were that were export. The Democrat lawmakers that were expelled and that one that was targeted for expulsion, expulsion were clearly engaged in a rally that disrupted the General Assembly and was taken by the Covenant school shooting and was seeking outright gun control, he added. Democrats and Republicans alike have drafted bills that seem to imply various causes for the shooting, ranging from easy access to guns to prescription medications. Quote, we've already seen these bills, a Democrat red flag bill that's Durrenikin, one that the governor f files that think that we think is unconstitutional, and a one that says that if you're taking a prescription for one of these medications, you can't get the medications unless you sign a waiver saying that you can't purchase firearms. Harris said, but the actual cause of the shooting could be more definitely known if police would simply release the records. Harris said, authorities said that they've uncovered a manifesto in diary injuries. Entries. Harris said that the mental health illness could be the cause of the shooting, but it could also be a political terrorism committed by the same person committed to an ideology. Quote, the 9-11 Twin Towers, anybody can make the argument that someone who decides to fly a plane into a tower is insane, but were they insane or, just, or were they just a terrorist? To their like kind believers, they weren't insane. They were just fulfilling an agenda on the behalf of the belief system. He said, was this an insane or a vendetta because of the lack of disclosure? We don't know, but the legislators should know if they're going to use it to consider legislation. Exactly. How are you supposed to fix a problem if you don't even know what the problem is? Like, it's somebody broke into your house. You don't even know what how they came in. You don't know how... You left your doors unlocked. There's a couple different um, scenarios on and reasons why they could have came into your house to rob all of yourself, but you don't even know, and you don't do any investigations to actually find out how you can prevent this in the future. So how are we supposed to prevent this in the future if we're not being let to see exactly how this actually happened from the very beginning? Come on now, use your brain. Put two and two together. Moving on to the next article, we actually have a Daily Wire article. Quote, she ain't worth it. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC herself, intervenes in a verbal confrontation between Margie Taylor Greene and Jamal Bowman. We're just going to watch the video because the article, it just, 
It just says, it just speaks for itself in the in the video. Okay, so right away we don't have a lot of context to the situation, but we just see Jamal yelling at Marjorie and saying, "Quote: You need to save the party." First of all, you, the Democrats, need to save the party because your party is falling apart. One, you can't decide if you want to comply with actually saving the economy or actually putting yourself into a a more dangerous situation by not having enough money to pay our bills, number one. And number two, you don't want to cut back on the spending at all. You just want to spend astronomically. So your party is hanging on at the right. Listen, no more QAnon. No more land. No more sense. No more sense. I watched this video before and I ain't <laughs> it gets me every single time. No more QAnon. No, no more CNN, mister. You're watching too much CNN. You're losing your CNN privileges. Save the party. No more Russian collusion theories, okay? Come on now. Cool it with the CNN John Cooper <laughs> Anderson Cooper 360. The border is not where Trump left her. We can see that just a year over year, the border has spiked more than 50%. So what do you mean the, the border is where Trump left it? The border is at the southern border between the United States and Mexico. Yes, the border is exactly where Trump left it because the border does not move. Like, first of all. Second of all, no, in numbers, the border is not at the same exact numbers as what we saw under Trump. We can see that as soon as Joe Biden came over and took over the White House, we can see that there was a 50% increase in the amount of immigrants trying to go through the southern border because on the campaign trail himself, Joe Biden said that the border, the border is wide open. So what are you talking about? The border is, of course, where <laughs> it's like, of, I can't, Jamal, what are you talking about? You love the migrant children, but two already died under the Biden administration. What are you talking about? Of course, CNN's not going to tell you that two children that are, were trying to come through the southern border already got killed. You, we're not going to talk about that in the CNN. Save the party. I like how see it. <laughs> and AOC is just sitting there. Oh, oh, I didn't even know what to say. Oh, I'll come in at the final at the final statement. She's not worth it. It's an, it's okay. It's it's a losing battle. It is a losing battle because you guys do not have facts on your side. It's just so hilarious. Moving on to the next segment, we actually have media state. Okay, moving on to the next article, we actually, the first article of this segment, we actually have a CNN article. We have Disney rocks DeSantis's, uh, DeSantis ahead of expected White House bid announcement. So, let me take these headphones off because we don't need them anymore. As Florida Governor Ron DeSantis gears up for expected jump into the 2024 presidential race next week, his powerful adversary, Disney, trampled his pre-launch buzz by scratching a $1 billion plan for an office campus that would have brought 2,000 jobs to the state. The move was the la latest twist in the bitter feud between DeSantis and one of his most important 
corporations operating in the Sunshine State. Rooted in a political collusion over the Republican governor's hardline conservative ideology that will become his pitch to the GOP primary voters, and it raises the question on of whether Floridians are paying a big price for the political ambitions. Disney's power play showed that CEO Bob Iger wasn't bluffing when he asked whether Florida wanted to firm to invest more to employ more people and pay more taxes last week. The timing of the Thursday announcement seemed calculated to damage the governor ahead of the most important week of his political career to date, when he is expected to soft launch his White House bid and make the all-important sell to fundraising abunders. Disney did not specifically blame DeSantis for the move, partly citing changes biz- changing business conditions by the message but the message was clear. When you are involved in a situation like this, it doesn't happen to very often that events like this are random or coincidental, said Mark Johnson, a professor of marketing and ethics at the Crummer School of Business at Robbins College in the Winter Park, Florida. Disney's Disney's latest swipe at DeSantis set off multiple political reparations. It offered a huge opening for ex-president Donald Trump and other Republican primary candidates to argue DeSantis is blundering through an ill-conceived battle with the corporate giant and to excuse him of squandering jobs in business in pursuit of a higher office. Trump's campaign gleefully declared that DeSantis got caught in the mousetrap after predicting weeks ago that the governor would lose his face off with Mickey Mouse. In the same tr- statement, the campaign claimed that the GOP frontrunner while in office was known as the Jobs President. Okay, so first of all, we're going to clear a few things up here. Okay, so why does Disney think that they have the right to indoctrinate children? We're going to start, start this off at the way the beginning. Why does Disney think that they have the right to push a, quote, non-so-secret gay agenda on our kids? Why do you think that they have the right to do that? Because they know that you can't go to anybody else for your children's programming. First of all, that's that's first of all. Second of all, if you do not have anybody else to go for your children's programming, then you're just not going to watch anything, and you just don't want to have your child be indoctrinated in a quote-unquote not-so-secret gay agenda from Disney itself in their, or in their higher-ups. So if you cannot go to anywhere else, you're just not going to go to Disney. If you don't go to Disney, Disney loses money. On top of that, we not we the people are not paying Disney as much as what we once did, and because of this, Disney is losing a lot of money. And not only at this front, but also at the front of they're not having any more other privileges that any of the other businesses in Florida don't have. So if Disney has a tax break that makes them more money and that saves them money from paying taxes, then DeSantis just took that away from them. If Universal Studios does not have the same exact rights in Disney, then Disney is going to have the upper hand against Universal, of course. But DeSantis took those privileges away on the tax front, and he not only made it so you don't have the right over a whole entire city of land, which you don't even have the right to anyway, me at my own property does not even have the right over my property. I need to comply with the rules and regulations that the state put forth. If the state says that I cannot farm on my own land, I cannot farm on my own land. If the state says that I cannot have any farm animals on my land because I live in the city, then I cannot have any farm animals on my land because I live in the city. If I do, then I get a fine, just like with Disney. If the state implements laws and regulations that you must follow on your land, then you must follow those rules and regulations. 
Disney had the right to their land to do whatever they wanted on their land. DeSantis took that right away because that is a, that's not even a right. That's a privilege. He took those privileges away because I don't have those same exact rights. I can't go in, in on my own property. If I owned a huge, huge part, I can't go and say, okay, I'm going to choose the governor of my land. No, the people choose the governor. I think this is the one, the one little misstep that DeSantis did instead of him going and assigning the the city council to the to the land that Disney has the rights to what he should have did was let it up to the people of Florida to decide and vote for themselves who the city council should be for that part, that big land and what the mayor should be of that land because it's its own district so if he would have did this I think that it would have been a lot better for him politically but of course he took this into into account and I think that this was just a small little misstep that he had. Of course, a lot of these governors that are talking about the situation would not have did any better and would have just caved to the pressure of this massive organization because they're looking at it and they're like, eh, it's just Disney. It's just Disney. It's okay. So at the same exact time as Disney losing all of this money from us, the people, they're also losing it at the front of taxes. And of course, they don't have enough money to pay for all of this. So of course, they're not going to hire as many people. Duh. <laughs> CNN, it's just you are going to just say a one-sided narrative and you're not going to look at any other narratives. Of course, just like MSNBC. And speaking of MSNBC, we have an MSNBC article. The right-wing movement surrounding Daniel Penny is barbaric. Republicans and the right-wing pundits see, see brut brutal brutality as something to champion. No, we are not champion any anything that is brutal what we are saying here is that the ten, daniel penny situation is completely manufactured from the media the media took this into a really big situation and made it all about race because they like the ratings when they make stuff all about race of course the summer is coming up and they want a reason to riot and they want a reason to loot because they need some more gucci shoes from the gucci store down the mall what they want to do is exactly this, and what they want to do is perpetuate a narrative that white people are out against black people. That's exactly what they want to do. And they will do this without or with any evidence to prove or go against what they believe in. With this being said, the Daniel Penny situation was not supposed to unfold like it did. That's exactly why, as soon as Jordan Neely actually went unconscious, the soldier put him into the recovery position, which we saw on the show. He put him into the recovery position because he did not want him to pass away, but he sadly passed away. What do you what do you want him to do about that? He's not God. He can't bring somebody back to life. He was on heavy drugs and he's been homeless for 10 years. Where was the family when Jordan Neely needed him the most, them the most? Nowhere to be seen, but in their own home. Let's move with this article. Republican presidential hopeful Nikki Haley on Tuesday called on New York Governor Haley Cathal, Haley Hochul to pardon Daniel Penny, the margin, the margin veteran charged with second-degree manslaughter for killing Jordan Neely, a mentally ill man on the New York subway, the New York City subway, with a chokehold on April. Um, Haley made the remarks in an interview on Fox News, saying that it would help the city deal with crime. Criminals will continue to rule the streets of New York because they know what's they know that there's no accountability for anybody that tries to stop them, she said. And if she pardons him, that sets the right on a lot of things. It'll put criminals on notice and it'll let people like Penny, 
who really were brave in this instance, it will let them know that we've got their back. Shocking as irrational sounds, Healy's position isn't an outlier. There's a growing movement of the right-wing politicians, activists, and pundits stalking out an extreme position in ordinate support of Penny. They just don't they don't just defend his actions, but glorify them as heroic. They don't see tragedy in the needless death of Neely, but a potential ex exiting model for dealing with social problems. Okay, so first of all, no, nobody's making any excuses here. We're seeing that there is a person that died. This is a bad thing. Somebody died. Every single death is tragic. Now, at the same exact time, we can sit here and notice that Jordan Neely punched old ladies in the face and tried to kidnap countless other kids. We're not making excuses for his death, but we know that self-defense is something that we use here in the United States to defend ourselves. If we need a defense mechanism, what we do is, is, is we use self-defense. We put somebody in a chokehold until police get there. If we put you in a chokehold and we did not shoot you, we didn't kill you right away, what's the problem here that we're detaining you until police come? What's the problem? It's that you were very high on drugs in that whatever you did after or before could have resulted in your death because you were high on drugs. As we saw with Kensha Villanante, Kyle Rentenhouse, Penny is being swept under the a broader right-wing narrative that Valenarese's violent, as we saw with Kuncho Villanante, Kyle Rentenhouse, Penny is being swept under a broader right-wing narrative that villainizes and celebrates the killing as a notable pursuit. It underscores the howlness of the American rights claim to f favor law and order. What it really favors is upholding a certain kind of order by any means. Healy isn't the only 2024 contender who has signaled support for a penny. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis tweeted a link to a crowdfunding, crowdfunding page set up by Penny's lawyers, wrote that it is imperative to take back the streets for law-abiding citizens, and called for support to show that Amer America's got his back. Former biotech executive Vivek Waswami sent $10,000 to the fundraiser, which has raised over $2.5 million. Donors to that fundraiser has left comments like, no tears for the man who died. In Take Back Our Country from these villains bent sent on destroying our nation, former President Donald Trump said that he didn't want to make a definitive statement, but th that I think he, Penny, was in danger, adding, it sounded like the other people in the car were in danger. And it looks like this man who was killed was arrested over 40 times and had lots of problems. The list of right-wing VIPs celebrating Penny goes on and on. Rep. Matt Gaze deemed him as a Subway Superman. Rep. Margie Taylor Greene, Republican from GA, called him a hero. One News in America, One American News, asked readers whether Penny should be honored. This isn't just about the MAGA corners of the right. The Wall Street Journal ran an editorial defending Penny as a Subway Samaritan. Twitter CEO Elon Musk liked to tweet, calling Neely the victim, nonetheless, the victim, calling Neely the victim worthless, as well as a tweet poll 
circulating on the right, asking whether Neely was murdered or had it coming. The overwhelming majority believed the latter. Okay, so first of all, of course, when you threaten people, your life is at risk. Of course, when you threaten people, people can use self-defense against you. If you threaten people and somebody has a gun, they're going to defend their life because they have their family that they care about. You might not care because you're threatening them in the moment. You may care about your life. You may not care about their your life, but they don't care. When you're threatening other people, they have the right to self-defense. That's our First Amendment right in the United States Constitution. You're saying that we should not have the right to defend ourselves, but also want to defend defund the police at the very same time, but then get mad at the police for defending us. So who exactly do you want to defend us? You just want us to sit here and put our tail in between our legs and just sit there like, oh, there's a guy right there. Oh, there's a guy right there. Oh, oh, I'm just going to sit here and do absolutely nothing. If he punches me in the face, it's okay. Because you know, I'm just going to just gonna ignore it. La, 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 la. I can't see. I can't hear anything. La, 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 la. Is that what you want people to do? That's not going to be better for society. Self-defense is going to help obed. Self-defense is going to help America because of the fact that we're going to have a more safe nation. Moving into the next article, we actually have a Daily Wired article. We have Wired Magazine trashed for an unintentionally hilarious puff piece on Pete Buttigieg. Wired Magazine took a beating on social media for Thursday puff piece on the United States Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. The outlet touts itself as a site where conversation eliminates how technology is changing every aspect of our lives, from culture to business to science to design. But Thursday's front page big interview titled Pete Buttigieg loves God beer in his electric mustache, uh, electric Mustang. Beerly contains author Virginia Hefferman's frowning admiration for the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Quote, the curious mind of Pete Buttigieg holds much of its fun functionality in reserve. Even as he discusses railroads and airlines down to the pointless pointlessness data that is in his current current stock in trade. The United States Secretary of Transportation comes off like a Mensa black card holder who might have a secret go habit for a, or a three second rubrics cube solution or a knack for supplying off the top of his head of the top off the top of his head. The day of the week for a random date in 1404 along with non condescending history of the Julian and Gurdjian's calendars, the piece begins, and it does not slow down. Quote, I slowly became aware of his cabinet job requires only a modest position of his cognitive powers. Huff <laughs> Hufferman continues, over mentally facilities, facilities, no kidding, as are appropriated to the laid Perturian histor historiography and Kungsgard Spring, Though not the original Norwegian slacker, fortunately, he was willing to devote yet another pose in his catharagical mind to making his ideas about three mightly themes, nobleism, masculinity, and Christianity, in intelligible to me. Masculinity. masculinity is not something that Peter Buttigieg has at all. He's not masculine. What? He just has a mustache and that's about it. He has some facial hair. How is that masculine? <laughs> Other than that, he's not a leader. Hufferman's ex ex expensive praise was not the loss on critics who quickly pointed out that 
The article was more fluff than substantive interview. Quote, I legitimately wasn't sure if the article was a parody. The American people deserve better than from our media than this slobbering. Megan McCoin commented, Pete took weeks to visit a toxic dump in, in Palestine, Ohio, and has had a long string of controversies, screw-ups, and tone-deaf responses since in office. With this kind of glowing coverage, Biden and Harris must be hearing footsteps. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, added, To fully appreciate what Wired had become, you must, you have to compare the doe-eyed admiration of Pete Buttigieg's profile on Furious Concept of the Brandon Sanderson's profile, another said. The Federalist Sean Davis added, I asked Ch Chad GPT to write the most obscene over-the-top Hagography and the style of the deranged superfan with no self-awareness writing about her crush, an utterly impressive dullard with chronic verbal diarrhea, and this is what it came up with. Hey, let's tone it down a notch, Wired. North Korean State TV said, This is the most unintentional, hilarious thing you'll ever read all week, was Emily Zanelidi's assignment. And I completely agree. ChatGPT, it just seems like ChatGPT just wrote the article itself. And maybe Pete Buttigieg even wrote it himself because he has a big head, so he believes in himself more than anybody else. But with that being said, we're going to end off this episode here. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for enjoying. And if you do want to see more episodes, I do post new episodes of the show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe down below so you can get notified every single time I drop a new episode. Thank you all for watching, and I hope that you have a great rest of your day.